welcome to the sweet spot sponsored by Pinchapini Pool Patio Spa. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, joined by sweet spot NFL correspondent Chris Liuzzi. Yes, sir. What's going on, dude? Hey, I'm doing well, man. I'm excited. It's almost playoff time. How about you? How you feeling? Dude, uh, you know, it kind of took me a minute to kind of warm up to these matchups. Obviously, I knew what was going on this weekend, and there's one in particular that stood out to me uh, more than others, but man i'm ready now that it's here i'm so pumped to get these matchups that's all i'm that's all i'm gonna do saturday that's mostly what i'll do sunday for sure i uh, got some other things to take care of but man i'm ready to get this playoff schedule started dude hey well we ain't gotta wait much longer man it's you know nfl season's winding down we gotta cherish these games that are left that's for sure man and you know when you think about playoffs you know, obviously, all the attention goes to QBs anyway, and that that light is kind of even brighter once you hit this stage of the season. Man, rank your QBs based on one game. If you had one game and you needed one QB to get you that victory, there's eight QBs left. Rank your QBs from eight to one on who you would prefer if you needed that one QB to get you a, a W. All right, so if we're going eight to one at eight I- – I don't think there will be a lot of disagreement around the bottom, but Ryan Tannehill mm-hmm. uh, will be my eight. And I've told you before, I like Ryan, but we kind of got to see that offense, you know, once they lost Henry, they kind of went downhill a little bit. And really there's just a s- strong batch of quarterbacks left. So, you know, he's solid, but he, he's my number eight, number seven, Jimmy G. We, you know, we'll talk to a Jimmy G fan here in, in a little bit, but, you know, Jimmy G, especially with the injuries, you know, one game, you know, it kind of concerns me a little bit, but I still like him. Number six, Matthew Stafford. And I think this game is going to be so big for like the legacy of Matthew Stafford and his fans out there. Like this is his, his put up game. I, I feel like it's a big, big one, but uh, we'll see what happens. Number five, Joe Burrow, man. That's mm. I, I'm, I'm so high on Joe Burrow right now, man. Like I almost, I almost wanted to rank him higher. I had to, I had to yeah. pull myself off a little bit, but he's just, gosh, man, he's been good lately. Number four, Josh Allen who could arguably num- be number one if he played like he did last week. I mean, mm-hmm. my goodness, it couldn't have played a better game. Number three, Patrick Mahomes. He's been there. He's, you know, the, the young guy. He's won a Super Bowl already, Super Bowl MVP, NFL MVP. I mean, he's done it all, and we know what, you know, the Chiefs are capable of with, with him at the helm. And number two, Tom Brady. I mean, I don't. there's not a whole <laughs> lot you can say about Brady, right? But the only concern I have, I guess, uh, if I'm looking at least him in that offense, all the injuries they have. But, I mean, Brady uh, – it's not a whole lot that needs to be said. And that would, that would mean my number one guy, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's probably going to win a, a back-to-back MVP this year. He's playing lights out. Yeah, I think he's – if I if I have to take one guy, I think he's my guy I'm rolling with this year. I mean, he's played unbelievable. Dude, um, your list is very similar to mine. There's a couple that kind of flip-flop between us. Uh, <laughs> but I love your list because, like I said, it's very close to what I have here in my notes as well. Number eight, Ryan Tannehill. You said it. You know, I haven't been the biggest fan of Ryan Tannehill, but you know, you've kind of, I'd kind of sweet. You know, you, yeah, he kind of taught me bit. over the last couple of years, man, <laughs> to kind of you know not dog him as much as I have. He's very solid uh, under the right circumstances, as you mentioned with that rushing attack. And Derrick Henry is going to be bad. We don't know how play healthy action. he'll be, but that play action game, he's very dangerous when he has that attack underneath his wing. Number seven. This is where the flop starts. I have I have Matthew Stafford number seven. Okay. And I started with Jimmy G 
but I put Stafford at seven because we haven't seen him on this level. Like like you said, That's his fair. legacy is going to be built upon, Huge. you know, it's upon, like, okay, it's no longer Detroit. You know, obviously we mm-hmm. know what that franchise is about. But now he's with the Rams, the most talented team in the league. You know, offensively, defensively, they have put all their chips in for, yep. you know, guys like Von Miller and Beckham and Jalen Ramsey. Like, this is it. He has no excuse to not win a ring in L.A. So I have Matthew Stafford in seven until he proves that he can at least get them to the big game. Number That's six, fair. number six, Jimmy G. I had Jimmy G number seven, but we've seen Jimmy G get the Niners to the Super Bowl. We've seen him step sure. up in big moments. So um, I, I had Jimmy G at number seven to start with, but when I thought about one game, Jimmy G has showed up at times and, and has come through for the Niners, and we haven't seen that of Matthew Stafford just yet. We know Matthew Stafford is by far the better QB talent-wise, but right, when it comes right. to one game here, when the stakes are high, we just don't know. Sure, experience team. matters. Experience goes a long way. Now, number five, I have Josh Allen. You had Joe Burrow, but I have Josh Allen. And, and okay. you, like you said, he had a – I mean, these last two matchups against New England have been out of this world. I mean, even their first matchup against Kansas City was amazing as well. But you, I just – I just, I'm concerned about Josh Allen because – Against New England, they've learned to just take what the defense gives you. Don't, you know, force anything downfield. But you never know if Josh Allen is going to try to put on that superhero cape and yeah. try to be the hero and play hero ball as one of my guys, uh, Levi Curcio, he always he's a big Bills fan, and he calls it hero ball. When Josh Allen takes over and has that mindset that he has to do everything in a big fashion, that's usually when the Bills' offense goes off the rails. So, Josh Allen, number five. That means Joe Burrow comes in number four, man. This dude, I hate, for one, that he's in the AFC North. That means my Steelers <laughs> got to play him twice a year. They swept us oh, yeah. this year. This dude threw 60 touchdowns his, senior, uh, his last year at LSU. And I'm scared of this dude. I'm not going to lie. I'm afraid of that, that dude nice. moving forward, man. Oof. He's so confident. He's so confident in his game. He makes everybody better around him. And, you know, you mentioned it before in previous episodes. He's your comeback player of the year. Like, this is this dude came off a gruesome injury just last season in his rookie year. And here he, he is. He's in the real second. deal, man. He is the real deal, man. And that's what scares me with the talent they have around them. And they're all young. Joe Burrow at number four. Number three, just like you said, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I mean – what else can we say about this guy, right? He is uh he will be the the guy that the these older guys will pass the torch to in yep. the years to come. So Patrick Mahomes number three, Tom Brady number two, just like you said, which is funny because I mean he has what, seven rings and we still can't put this dude number one. <laughs> right, so, right. Tom Brady number two, which only means Aaron Rodgers at number one. And I love Aaron Rodgers. I mean he's he's similar to Joe Burrow in that mentality of they know they're good, and the way they talk to other, you know, media personnel, you can see it come off in their comments and their and the way that they handle, uh, you know, the press. But Aaron Rodgers is number one. If I needed one guy to win a game at this stage, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's cool, calm, and collected, man. He's he's been there before. They got the home field advantage, especially this year. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's you got to go through Rodgers if you're in the NFC and. Probably a decent chance if you're in the AFC, you know, if they make it all the way. You're going to have mm-hmm. to go through Aaron Rodgers and that and that Packers team. And, 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to go with him. He's just he's been so dang good this past year, the past two years, really. He's been incredible ever since Matt Lafleur got over there. I mean, it it just works, man. They they just they've got it figured out over there in Green Bay. Our next segment, we have a fellow Niner fan, and when I say fellow, because I'm a, I'm a Niners fan deep down in my heart. <laughs> now, in this next segment, you're gonna hear from a fellow 49ers fan. He's no stranger to the show, and hear his take on the San Francisco 49ers matchup and Lambeau Field against the Green Bay Packers. Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is the introduction sponsor for The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp. Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan, or phone 334-671-POOL. Care Animal Center is a local business partner of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Ridgecrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Ridgecrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Ridgecrest. Learn more on our website at rbcdothan.org. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinchapenny Pool Patio Spa. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, joined by Sweet Spot NFL correspondent Chris Liutzi and... We have a guest. He's no stranger to the sweet spot, but man, I love whenever he is visiting this podcast. 49ers fan, Rex Ruiz, back in the sweet spot with us again. Rex, dude, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, dude. Um, obviously, we know what's going on this weekend. We talked about your Niners, you know, leading into this intro. But man, talk about the Niners their ups and downs this year. I mean, earlier this year, San Francisco, they lost five of six, including four in a row at one point. But now the 49ers have won eight of their last 10 games. Rex, man, speak on the emotional roller coaster that took, that has well, taken place in the Bay Area. Yeah, it was kind of starting to be like deja vu from last year where we had all the significant injuries and, uh, it wasn't so much a lot of the name guys, but a lot of the, the role players were getting pretty dinged up. And in the last month, everybody started to get healthy all at once. The DBs are coming back. Safeties are coming back. And my main my main man, as you know, Corey Dre Greenlaw, is yeah. back with, with he's on fire right now. <laughs> so that said, you know, the stars kind of aligned in that sense that we're the most helped we've been all year or in the last two years easily. And we dodged a couple big bullets, as you know, against Dallas with uh, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa. It looks like they're both going to be fine for tomorrow. Jimmy G's nicked up, but we'll see how that goes. No. And like, like Corey said, I mean, age of the last 10, I mean, they're, 
coming in. If there's any time you want to kind of have your team catch fire, you know, it's rolling into the postseason. And a guy who's been a big part of that for you guys, uh, Debo Samuel. I mean, he's – I don't even know if you call him like a top five receiver or just a top five. Just He's just a he- – Debo's my main man. Debo's my main man. You know, I, I listened to you guys, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, you, you were talking about the the postseason individual awards. And mm-hmm. um, Corey, Corey actually threw out Debo's name as a, as a comeback player of the year, even though, you know, he had agreed that he wouldn't be the guy, but he, he did think he needed some mentioning. And, uh, yeah, he's been huge. I mean – He's just so explosive as a running back. It's like, you know, he's getting eight, eight, nine yards a pop. It's like, my goodness, you know, and it's, it's, it's been exciting. And one thing I will tell you, Corey, you, you, you kind of um, queried putting him as, as far as a uh, punt returner. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed, but uh, a couple of weeks ago in the Ram game, we got down real fast and they were putting him back on kickoff returns. Mm. Now, uh, Zerline kicked him all over his head, or whoever their kicker is, gay, whatever. <laughs> so he didn't, he, he didn't get his chance, but, uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me too much to see him back there tomorrow. Yeah, that's nice. As he should be. Mm-hmm. That guy's a weapon, man. I, like, I, I, had, uh, I was thinking about it. He, he almost seems like what people were hoping, like a Percy Harvin or like a Tavon Austin was going to be. Like he just, yes, sir. I mean, he does everything. But another guy who, you know, kind of came out and did a lot for you guys this year, much to a lot of people's surprise, you know, because you go and you, you take Trey Sermon as high as you did, but it, it's not Trey Sermon. It's, you know, Elijah Mitchell, the sixth round pick, who kind of very quickly cemented his spot as a starter. And just oh, aside yeah. from injury, yeah, he, he seems to have kept that role. Do you, do you think that's his spot going forward? Is he, is he the guy moving, you know, the next few years? I mean, absolutely is right now um you know who knows if Mostert comes back healthy he he would give him a run for his money but uh he's definitely our number one and chris it's it's cool you mentioned that because he's he's got a lot to do with how we're going to do tomorrow because i i believe we can run the ball against the packers and we have to run the ball against the packers to make the rest of the stuff work and he'll be the key so we're joined by Rex Ruiz, me, Corey Bradley, my co-host Chris Liuzzi, here on The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinchapenny Pool Patio Spa. Now, Rex, man, you had the Cowboys in the wildcard round. Now it's the Packers in the divisional round. Is there a feeling of nostalgia so far in these playoffs? I mean, you take it back and you look at all those 90s just clashes between the Niners and Cowboys and the Niners and Packers. I mean, man, tell me, tell me, take, are these matchups taking you back to a familiar place? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. I can tell you, I, I've had the, the pleasure and good fortune of going to Lambeau Field once in my life. And it was God back in like 96, I think. And uh, the Niners went in there on Monday Night Football, and we lost in overtime on a, like a 53-yard field goal by Chris Jackie. Mm. And, and and you know we didn't we we were banged up. Steve Young couldn't play. I think Elvis Gerbach was our quarterback. But yeah, um, and, and we've had a you know a storied storied history with these guys. Yeah, and and a re- pretty recent history too, mm-hmm. as you guys know. Yeah, man. Um, you know, when I saw Niners Cowboys in the wild card round as the matchup, you know, I immediately, you know, thought about those nineties. I mean, I'm a, I was born in eighty six. So the Niners prime, I'm sitting at, you know, nine and ten, eleven years old. Like 
I'm a Steelers fan, but the Niners were my team growing up. You know, I had a Steve Young jersey. I love Jerry Rice. So, uh, you know, if Pittsburgh's not playing, then I'm I'm right there rooting for the Niners any chance. Uh, they're well, on TV. Corey, Corey, hold on. You, 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 pro- you thought about my pugs, probably. Oh, yeah, man. Dude, I, I know. Great, I know great, you and your Chris, history. <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, Chris, but we have uh, pugs, those little pug dogs. <laughs> Okay. And uh, we've got we've got Joe Montana and uh, Dwight Clark. Now right. Joe passed. Joe passed on, but uh, <laughs> Dwight's still around. Mm-hmm. And then my wife got me a little black pug for my 60th birthday, and of course he's got to be Ronnie Lott. All right, so and, building uh, building up the squad over there. Yeah, and Ronnie Lott started puppies, so now we get a George Kittle. Hey, yeah. George Kittle. So, all right. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. The best tight end in the game, man. Most all-around complete tight end in the game, for sure. I love some George Kittle. Now, man, look, you've always been a huge um, supporter of Jimmy G. I mean, I know that you've you voiced support for him over the last few years. And he's a guy, when you need him, he steps up. You know, more times than not, he'll step up in the clutch. I mean, you look at what he did against the Packers uh, in that near victory earlier in the season. I mean, the Rams, when your your life is on the line to get into the playoffs, to come back and win that game, uh, to beat the Bengals in overtime as well this year. But when the Niners lose, it's normally what if with Jimmy. Man, like what if he didn't miss Kyle Juszczyk in that, you know, Titans game? You know, what if he didn't throw this pick here? I mean, where's your confidence with Jimmy G currently? Has it wavered any? Well, I mean, it's it's put it this way. I'll be watching the game and it'll be a crucial third down and I'll say out loud, it's like, be careful, Jimmy. Be mm-hmm. careful, Jimmy. But I, I do have confidence in him. He, he's he's a gamer. Uh, the, the guys on the team adore him because he's a gamer. Mm-hmm. He goes out hurt and whatnot. But, you know, arguably we should have – won pretty easily against Dallas last week, but yeah. he, he kind of let him back in the game, and, and then it gets spooky as, as you know how that ended. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I still got my faith in him. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Trey Lance fan as well, but uh, I really think that if Jimmy is anywhere healthy, he's got to be on the field tomorrow because you don't want to throw Trey into a situation like that. Now, before we dive into – the matchup itself, Green Bay-San Francisco. I know Chris had, uh, you know, he was wondering. He had some curiosity on what your personal take would be with Trey Lance. I mean, do you want Lance to to take over the reins next year? Uh, mixed emotions, Chris. It's a pleasant dilemma, put it that way. Um, if, <laughs> if, if Jimmy G is uh, is doing it, and if he, if he takes us far down the playoff road and, and he's healthy – He's a very good quarterback, but um, Trey Lance, I think he's got a kind of got a bad rap so far because they they haven't really put him in in enough situations to showcase all of his talents. I think he's going to be a very good professional football quarterback, and uh, I hope it's for the 49ers one day. But you know, there again, you know, Aaron Rodgers is pretty darn good, and and he waited his time behind uh, Brett Favre mm-hmm. and Young mm-hmm. behind Montana, so you know how that works. No, that's totally fair. It's very interesting to uh, kind of look ahead because it's actually to add on to that, Corey was looking at the when you look at the AFC and NFC. The AFC's got all these you know young guys at quarterback. The NFC, not really the case. You know, mm-hmm. it, it hasn't hasn't really been you know the same way. Not like the AFC, but it, that means the 49ers are ahead of the game a little bit. If Lance ends up being the guy, when you guys got kind of a yeah. head start, that could be yeah, a really big it, deal. It, 
I, I, I really think he's going to pan out to be a very, very good professional quarterback and possibly a great one. All right. Yeah. Here's hoping. And, and to kind of turn it back to, to looking uh, this weekend, you know, obviously you hope Lance isn't having to step in because that means, you know, something's probably happened with Jimmy, but you, you've kind of touched on this already, you know, but when it boils down to it, when you, when you have to say there's one or two things that's going to have the most, you know, the biggest impact on you guys winning, well, you know, what are those things? Like what are the keys for your 49ers to come in and, and take this game off of, you know, these Packers, the number one who most of you would see as the number one team in the NFL probably. So, so like I mentioned, we need to run the ball and that will open up all of the misdirection and, and, you know, middle, middle passing. I'd love to see Kittle get involved, Mm -hmm. but um, I understand he's been too busy pancaking people because we've been (laughs) running so much, you know, and, and by the way, he's just as happy doing that as as catching a ball and then yards after the catch. But uh, going to the other side of the ball, um, we need to stop them from running, and we need the, the the biggest key to me, Chris and Corey, is to put pressure on Aaron Rodgers and contain Aaron Rodgers, and not give him a chance to get the ball to Devonte Adams. Devonte Adams is going to get his catches. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't want him to be across the uh, goal line. You know? Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's huge. It's huge. We put pressure on him, and we can. We can. Now, Rex, before you go, man. Give us a 49ers player who may not get a lot of praise and hype, but someone who could be a great difference maker in this weekend's game. Oh, Juwan Jennings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he's really come out of nowhere, and uh, he's dangerous. He's real dangerous. A couple, couple of those receivers. I mean, even, even, even Travis Benjamin is mm-hmm. stepping up, and, and uh, Sherfeld, you know, we got, we got. I think arguably one of the best receiver cores as far as uh, Ayuk and uh, Debo out there, um, but these other guys are starting to step it up as well. I love Ayuk, and he's he's finally uh, he kind of got into old Shanahan's doghouse earlier in the year. Yeah, and um, he's way out of there now. Shanahan's very happy with with, with what he's seeing. Well, I mean, I, I guess we'll see what happens. You know, we're. Like you had said, we're less than 24 hours away. You know, it's almost playoff time, and see if you guys can go go in there and get it done. But good luck yeah, to you guys. Two, man. Two, two, more, two more quick, two more quick takes. One, okay. I looked at the weather. Yeah, and it's well, it's, shit, it's not much colder than it is in Dothan, Alabama, but mm-hmm. uh, it's it's going to be 20 degrees and a low of 10, and th- th- that's you know. That sounds like a oh boy, that could hurt somebody. But you, people got to remember Jimmy G. He played at uh, Northern Illinois, and so he's very, very used to that type mm, of that's uh, point. element. That's so I point. don't think that I don't think that's going to big deal. Um, I think you know it might come down to Robbie Gold versus uh, Mason Crosby. Crosby, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I don't want to jinx it and have Crosby break my heart with another you know overtime field goal, but uh, you know. Robbie Gold has been money lately. I don't know if you guys are aware yeah. of that. He thinks uh-huh. he's not missing. And he stepped up. He had to punt against the Rams because uh, their kicker got a concussion, but mm. uh, their punter. And he st- stepped it up big time, big time. Listen, before I go, I just yeah. want to tell you both something. Um, I really, really 
appreciate your guys' knowledge. You know, uh, I've told you before, Corey, there's not, and Chris, you probably know this as well, there's not a lot of Sunday guys in, in the South. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, you know, it's it's SEC or bust, which I love watching college football too. Yeah. But um, I, I'm just so very impressed by your guys' vast knowledge. Now, I know, I like to think I know the 49ers inside out as Chris knows the Colts and Corey knows <laughs> Oh, Alexa, Alexa's talking to me now. (laughs) Anyway, you guys, you guys like the the Colts and the Steelers, but you know all the other teams inside out, and it's very impressive to me. And uh, the fact that you're younger guys, it's very cool. Very cool. Rex, man, you know I appreciate you, man. I'm thankful that, that, uh, you know, thankful that our paths crossed when they did, man, and you know, we thank you for all the support, all the love, and uh, man, give Tess yeah. my love as well. And seriously, man, we appreciate your support. I mean, it, it, it you know, we are yes, obviously sir. passionate about the game as you are, and just having someone as yourself uh, just kind of be another supporter, you know, behind us, man, it means a lot to us. So we thank you. Okay, guys, you have a great night, and thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Go Niners. Hey, you as well. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Care Animal Center is a local business partner at The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. Pinchapenny Pool, Patio, and Spa is the introduction sponsor for The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like Big Green Eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp. Pinch a Penny Pool Patio and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan. Our phone, 334-671-POOL. RLC Shirts is a family-owned and operated custom apparel and gift business. Providing custom printing and embroidery, RLC Shirts can help with no minimum order. Phone 334-899-4339 or online rlcshirts.com. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinchapenny Pool Patio Spa. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, with my guy, Chris Liuzzi. As we close sure. out this episode, the divisional round, this is... The divisional round, which is funny because, you know, with it being named the divisional round, seven of the eight teams actually won their division, you know. So the Niners are the only team that knocked off the Cowboys who won their division. Uh, So seven of the eight teams that are remaining in the playoffs won their division. So, Chris, man, similar to how we did QBs uh, ranking eight to one with these four games on your personal preference of interest. Rank these games from four to one. Uh, least interested to your most okay. interested matchup. Like I said, they're all interesting, but uh, my number my number four, Packers versus the Niners. Uh, no knock to the Niners. It's just my confidence in the Packers, right? I, I think they could, you know, it's, it's theirs to lose. But it's still very much an interesting game. It should be, you know, especially Lambeau Field. That environment should be really fun. Number three, Titans-Bengals. 
Derrick Henry coming back. How does he look? Uh, can Joe Burrow on that offense keep it rolling? You know, we'll see. Number two, Buccaneers versus the Rams. I mean, we know about all the Bucks injuries, but they still have Tom Brady. And then this is a, a massive game for Stafford and seeing what he can come in and, and do. And, you know, we, he's, he's been up and down, but this is going to be a big game for Stafford. And, of course, that leaves number one, uh, Bills and Chiefs. It's the two. It's the juggernaut side of the hmm. AFC. I think there's a good chance who wins this, takes it to the Super Bowl. I mean, that, that's my my number one highlight matchup. That should be a great game, and I'm, and I'm pumped for it. But, yeah, that's my four, man. So with me at number four, I have Cincinnati, Tennessee. Uh, maybe if Derrick Henry was fully healthy and we knew we were getting prom cut Derrick Henry, um, you know, maybe I'll be a little more interested. But uh, And Cincinnati's new to the game. Obviously, the state of Ohio, they're pumped, or outside of Cleveland. But uh, Cincinnati, Tennessee, <laughs> uh, I'm not th- that hyped up on it. I'm glad it's, it's the first game to get us started. Like I said, I'll wake up. And I'll, you know, kind of ease into my day and can watch that game. Uh, but I'm glad it's not one of the primetime matchups. Not of, not as of yet. Maybe in a couple of years. Number three, I have Los Angeles, Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay having all their injuries is less interested uh, or less interesting, I should say, as opposed to their matchup back in week three when the Rams won 34-24. If Tampa Bay had Godwin, we, you know, and Fournette, we're not, he may play. Worse may play. But uh, I just feel like if they had some of their – weapons Brady wise that I would be a little more interested in that game I could probably slide it up or spot or two uh number two you don't want to take a guess who I have number two man <laughs> you're letting me down you got Bill's Chiefs there don't you I do man I do like I said <laughs> I, I'm, it's probably the hater in me it's the Steelers uh just hating the Bills and hating the Chiefs like I, ha- I have full respect with those guys for sure no doubt mm-hmm. but uh I don't like Mahomes. I don't like Josh Allen. Not saying they're not great. They're obviously great, but I'm tired of seeing them win and be good and be young. And they're going to be the teams to go through for the next eight to ten years, and I hate it. So Buffalo, Kansas City, number two. (laughs) Number one, San Francisco, Green Bay, man. You heard me talking about being a Niners fan and, you know, in our conversation with Rex Ruiz. uh, You know, man, I'm I'm, I'm thrilled with this matchup. I have that nostalgic feeling, feeling too, of just, you know, back in the 90s and watching Steve Young against Brett Favre, and I hated Brett Favre, and, you know, I'm I'm stoked for this matchup. The Niners beat the Cowboys. I loved it. And they have another chance to beat one of those old school, uh, long time mm-hmm. rivals against the Packers. So, Niners Green Bay number one. Especially in Lambeau, it's always a special feeling, right? Playoff time in Lambeau. It's just a special environment. Starting off the playoff schedule this weekend, it's actually Cincinnati mm-hmm. and Tennessee. These are the teams that will get it started for us come Saturday. Man, tell me, um, talk about that matchup for a second. I mean, what are your thoughts as we look into this matchup between the Titans and the Bengals? Well, it's strength on strength, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Tennessee's coming in. They're probably, you know, we assume, like I said, Derrick Henry's going to be coming back. It remains to be seen how healthy. I mean, there's a chance he comes in healthier than he would have if he played the whole season, right? If mm-hmm. Depending on how quick he's come back from this injury you know he's had this time off he's not been taking hits he's not been getting you know the 40 carry touches a game or whatever like they were giving him you know yeah like it's a, a much needed break for him i would think but then you know cincinnati kind of an underrated run defense like that's a good run defense over there uh they're, they're out i'm pretty sure he's out larry okanjobi's out and i think that's really big for cincinnati he's a you know big stuffing defensive tackle there in the middle and derrick henry's not the guy you want to go in there you know down a, <laughs> a defensive tackle against but I mean it's kind of an interesting thing to look about because the Titans you know they got hot early in the season you know when Henry was was there early they were I mean 
just stomping. They had a tough schedule too, and they just started off the season on fire. They're actually four and zero against the remaining playoff teams. I mean, they mm. they we've seen that they can beat good teams. We've seen that they can do it with Henry. You know, we know about that. They kind of you know tail off a little bit at the end of the season. Obviously, Henry getting hurt, but they tailed off there at the end. Where it's the opposite for Cincinnati, right? I mean, they've just been burrowing that offense. It's yeah. like they've just they they pretty much just given the ball to him and said, "All right, just go out there and do your thing." And he has, and that offense is coming in. High, they had the momentum coming in. Obviously, I know Tennessee's got the number one seed, but like if you were to kind of swing this towards one or the other as far as momentum goes, I think the Bengals have it. Like the oh, Bengals sure. are coming in, they're coming in with confidence. You know, Burroughs looked good. I mean, I don't know that 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 one scares me. If I'm a, if I'm a Titans fan, I know the Bengals haven't been there. I know that they've never won a road playoff game. I mean, what they broke the longest active sports streak playoff streak last week. I mean, they, they've not been there before, but. Gosh, if you saw a Burrow interview, you wouldn't know that, right? <laughs> I mean, it seems like he's been there for 10 years. So. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to this next game, we talk about the Niners-Green Bay with it being that Saturday night nightcap. Man, give me your prediction, Cincinnati and Tennessee. Man, who do you think will win this game? Uh, I'm, I, like I told you, I'm subscribed to the Joe Burrow show. <laughs> I think the Bengals are going to come in here and get it done. I, I think it's going to – they have the offensive firepower to turn into a shootout. And, you know, Henry, we don't know what he looks like. And I don't know that I trust – I know they got A.J. Brown. Maybe even Julio's finally healthy. I know they got guys to get it done, but I think it gets turned into a shootout, and I'm taking the Bengals in that in that type of game. You got a score? You got a prediction? Oh, I think maybe like a 28-17. Like, I think the Bengals make this decisive. I'm, I'm not – a lot of it's just because if I knew how Henry looked, mm-hmm. it, like, that would do a lot for me. I just, I just don't know. And <laughs> if Henry's not – good to go then uh, you know that titans team like that worries me that it really does we'll see though but i, I do have the Bengals rolling in that this should be a, a good game don't get me wrong especially that titans pass rush can get after it a little bit too we didn't give them their credit but uh, i've got the Bengals. I, i'll say like a 28 17 type of game all right so you got joe burrow and the Bengals moving on to the afc conference championship game you know I spoke on my concerns with Tennessee with Derrick Henry. It all you know surrounds him. I have no concerns with their defense at all. But with Cincinnati, you have to think about their lack of experience at this point of the season. Not saying they can't get it done, because if anybody's going to get it done, it's Joe Burrow for sure. But you look at their team and the original Bengals, who actually have playoff experience, is punter Kevin Huber, long snapper Clark Harris, and C.J. Ozoma, mm-hmm. a tight end from Auburn. They're the only Bengals, original Bengals, who actually have experience in a playoff game. The rest have, uh, you know, they've signed guys across the, the, the past couple years who have, you know, experience of being in the playoffs at this stage. But for me, that's too big of a question mark for me. I'm going Cincinnati to not quite get there this year. Not saying they won't be there in the years to come, but I think this year I'm going with the Titans to squeak it out 23-20. to 20. So okay. Titans over the Bengals. Obviously, with the close score, I'm not 100% confident in that prediction, but Tennessee 23, Cincinnati 20. So next up, Saturday night. San Francisco in Green Bay, seven fifteen. Man, what are your thoughts on San Francisco Green Bay? Uh, very interesting matchup. You know, I love that. That's my number one. But uh, what are your thoughts on that on that game there? I just, it's. I, I think it's the Packers to lose. I mean, it. It's their chance to kind of really finally stop this. Or I don't know about stop. The Forty ers are going to get theirs, but like they got to stop this run game or at least slow it down and try and. 
if I'm the Packers, put it this way, if I'm the Packers, they need to – like I want the ball first and they need to score quick. Like yeah. They need to go ahead and score, go down the field. They, they need to make the Niners rely on Jimmy G. And we, we talked about not that he can't get it done, but, I mean, if you're <laughs> like if you're a Packers player or a Packers fan, like you'd much rather him have the ball, you know, and have the focal point be run through him than Debo and Elijah in that run game, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, and I think that's what it's going to come down to, especially in a sub what's going to be nine degrees, eight degrees around kickoff. I mean, it's going to be a cold, cold game. And so the 49ers would love to just kind of be able to just run the clock, you know, run the ball. I guess what they want to do anyway, but especially if it's cold, Jimmy G's hurt, but if the Packers are able to kind of get up early and just go ahead and, you know, maybe get down the field, get Adams rolling quickly and just and really put the pressure on them. I, th- I think it could be a long day. I really do. It, I think that first quarter is going to be like really indicative of like how the game is going to go. I, I really think that. Man, that's a good point, man. Um, you know, being at home, obviously the Packers have the home field advantage and the cold weather that's uh, involved as well as, is a huge advantage for the Packers as well because they that's this is their home field. This is what they know. This is what they're accustomed to. Uh, so yeah, man, I I agree with you. The Packers would want to come out fast and take control of the game from the start. Um, you know, kind of similar to what they did in their week three matchup between these two teams as well. And you know, you put pressure on Jimmy G as you mentioned. Put pressure on him from the start to have to throw the ball, to have to make plays, to have to keep up with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is the best QB in the game. Like, there's no doubt about that, right? So the Niners will have to run the ball, and they want to run the ball. Green Bay is actually one of the worst teams against the run. So that bodes well for San Francisco. And what you got to think about is in that first matchup between the two teams that ended in a 30-28 to victory on a Mason Crosby field goal uh, at the end of that game to win it for the Packers. Yep. Elijah Mitchell didn't play. Elijah Mitchell did not play in that game. So that's going to be interesting to watch. Him against this Packers defense that's been questionable. Like Their defense is great, but their rush defense has not been all that great. So uh, I look forward to seeing, you know, Mitchell, Samuel, what do they do in the run game? Are they going to be able to control clock and get touchdowns and put some pressure on that Green Bay team? And then that puts – like I said, it puts some more credence into, like, that first quarter is going to be big. Like, if the 49ers are able to just kind of have their way, like, it's going to be whoever can set their tone, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, the 49ers are going to want, you know, we know what they want to do, especially with, you know, Mitchell's back, and they've got Debo a lot more involved in the run game than they have. I mean, that that running offense is just, man, and like you said, that Packers are, can definitely be run on, right? So, I mean, it's, it's definitely a concern going in, but that's why – Packers are going to want to get this thing rolling early and, and try and take that away from the Niners and make it, you know, where it's not really a feasible option for them. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see. That first quarter is going to be big and see what happens. And and if Jimmy G has to step up, we know he can. You know, you know you've talked about it. He has stepped up in clutch moments. But, you know, this is a – this will be a really big one, especially with the injuries and stuff. I mean, it if, it, if the ball does get put in his hands, I mean – do you think he can do it? Do you think they can still win this game? Oh, man. Uh, that's what we don't know about Jimmy G. That's the one thing we don't know. He may yeah. show up. He might not show up. We never. That's the concerning part. As a 49ers fan, you don't know which Jimmy G you're actually getting. And to clarify before we give our predictions for this game, when I said – 
the Packers' defense, their rush defense is one of the worst. It's not in total rushing yards, but it's in actual yards per carry. Like They allow 4.7 yards per carry, which is 30th in the NFL. The only teams that were worse were the Vikings, Chiefs, and my Pittsburgh Steelers, unfortunately. So, uh, man, Chris. For me, man, I'm a Niners fan. At, at deep down, deep down, obviously Steelers first. Mm-hmm. But this team has been hot. You know, they got up to a three and five start, but they're they won eight of their last ten games. So you know, you mentioned with Rex, they're peaking at the right time. Unfortunately, it's in Lumbo Field against Aaron Rodgers, and we both had Aaron Rodgers as number one QB that we want to win this game or win one game in the playoffs at this time. And I think that's what's going to happen, unfortunately. I got Green Bay winning 31, San Francisco 17. I think the Niners will have a chance to tie it somewhere late in that fourth quarter and uh, either be a turnover on downs or a turnover by Jimmy G. And Green Bay Uh will seal it with another touchdown and move on to the conference championship game. So I got Green Bay 31, San Francisco 17. And that's not a whole lot different from mine. I've got Green Bay 31-24. I think Green Bay does take it. I'm I'm trusting the better team. I'm trusting the better quarterback. And, yeah, it's just kind of where it is. I, I think I think this is Green Bay's game to lose. Like I said, they should go in there and get it done. But, hey, we'll see. So that moves on to Sunday when we have uh-huh. the L.A. Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Rams won the earlier matchup in Week 3, 34-24. But a lot has changed since these two teams met back in Week 3. I mean, we know a lot about the Rams. We know a lot about the Buccaneers and how the Buccaneers have dealt with a lot of injuries, especially here in the late part of the season. Tampa Bay, man, um, are you questioned? Are you hesitant uh, at all about what they'll put on the field on Sunday against this Rams talented team? I think you have to be. I think you have to be. Like you said, the injuries, I mean, it's – you know, that I believe they're getting Fournette back or possibly coming back. But, I mean, you know, you had the whole thing that happened with A.B. And then Chris Godwin, that was a massive mm-hmm. injury for them. Mm-hmm. And when you still got Gronk and you still got Evans, but you have to assume they're just going to stick Ramsey on Evans and kind of take him out, right? And so, yep. uh, I mean, it, it's hard not to be concerned. I mean, the, the big thing that's going to kind of hold them together, right, is, I mean, they still got Tom Brady. And he's yeah. been there. He's yeah. He's – He's had offenses with much less talent, and he's performed still anyway. You know, over there in New England, it's just it's so hard to get it. You know, to bet against the Bucks. I, I think the bigger thing, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit already when talking about quarterbacks. But again, I, I'm going to keep stressing: this is a big game for Stafford. Yeah, it's such a big game for the for these Rams. You know, and Stafford, like you said, th- this is an, a chips all in kind of year. I mean, they've went out and got everybody I mean, on paper. I mean, they're talented everywhere. I mean, they've. Made sure of that, you know. They they put all their chips in to make sure that happens. But when it comes down to it, it's it's going to be a big game on Stafford because when it, whenever he's playing well, kind of like you talked about with Jimmy G, he's, he's just kind of you don't know what you're going to get with Stafford. Whenever he's played well, I mean that offense and that team has just been, whew, like they've looked incredible. Him and Cup, obviously, you know, Cup having the year that he's had. I mean Stafford, when he's on, he's on. It's just he, he'll have those duds of games sometimes where it's just. They just look rough, and he's throwing picks. And I just don't think the Bucks, and with Tom Brady at the helmet, if he's if he has one of those types of games, I don't think they got a shot. Yeah. You know, and that Rams have a great run game, but that Bucks D line, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, and, and to say this, talking about this game Sunday's matchups are just interesting. I think Bucks and Rams are about as fi- that's about as fifty fifty of a game. I think that you could get. I think it's going to be a super close game and. It's a big coming out party for Stafford. What, what do you think? 
Yeah, um, you know, it's a matchup that I wish everybody was healthy. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I look at the national championship from a couple weeks ago, Georgia, Alabama. I wish Bama had some of their guys uh, who were healthy to see the the really the best two teams get out there instead of the team who was most healthy as opposed to the team who was most banged up. But you know, anytime you have Tom Brady, as you mentioned, you got to give him a chance. He's done it time and time again. They are at home. Their defense will give keep them in it. And we've seen, you know, Matthew Stafford struggles. Uh, especially against teams who have, uh, you know, a really good defense and could put pressure on him. And we've seen him kind of, you know, fade into the sunset when it's those moments. I mean, you know, this was a guy who looked horrible against the Titans on that Sunday night. I mean, the Niners swept them. You know, they have a very good defense. This Buccaneers defense is really good, and they're a lot more healthy than they were in their previous matchup back in week three so um i'm concerned about matthew stafford uh you know i, I do got to ask you this i mean he had an amazing game in, in their first matchup 27 to 38 343 yards four touchdowns but mm-hmm. do you trust matthew stafford like if you had to circle yes or no you know back in the day when you know you you like, do you like me yes or no do you trust matthew stafford yes or no Oh, I mean, the fact I'm hesitating, I guess, mm. says enough, right? Like, yeah. it's it's so it's tough. I, I just don't know. I don't know, and we haven't seen him here. You know, not never his fault. You know, we, his time in Detroit's you know well chronicled at this point. But I mean, I, I probably know, man. Mm-hmm. And it's because, like you said, we've seen him in some of these big, obviously not playoff games, but we've seen him in some of these games. You know, struggle. I mean, but if he plays like he does against Arizona, I mean. Who knows? He didn't have to do like a ton, you know. I mean, they just they dominate Arizona in about every way possible, and maybe they can do that again. I just, I don't know that they can against Tampa. And if he has to step up and kind of put this game on his shoulders, he's capable of doing it. But do I trust him to do it? Yeah. I don't know. Dude, all right. So Rams Buccaneers, man, give me your prediction. Who do you have winning this game and moving on to the conference championship? So when we break it down by position, I almost lean Rams in just about every, you know, direction. They're so talented. <laughs> that defensive line stacked, and you know they got the Cooper Cup playing the way he is. And all that said, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bucks. Oh uh, wow, golly! Yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> uh, I, maybe it's just because I'm a traumatized Colts fan. I've seen it forever. I, it's just so hard for me to pick against Brady and. He's he's been here a million times. He he always stays calm. He always gets it done. I don't care who they have an offense around him. He he just tends to get it done. I I do think the injuries are a big deal, especially if Tristan Wirfs isn't out there. I think that remains to be seen, and I definitely think that matters. But it's more. It just comes down to I'm trusting Brady over uh, Stafford, and that, that's that's where I'm at. So I'm trusting Brady. I'm going with Tampa in like a tight game, like a 24-21 type of game. Okay. But I, I am leaning Tampa. So you got Tampa moving on, man. Uh, you know, to answer my own question about Matthew Stafford, you know, I would be hesitant as well. Uh, it's a reason why I had him ranked number seven as far as QBs uh-huh. to win that one game. And we had both had Brady ranked at number two. Um, this Bucks team, though, in that first matchup, they only had 35 rushing yards on 13 carries. That's a 2.7 yards per carry average. Now, you have no concern of Brady airing it out 45, 50 times. But he doesn't have Godwin. He does not have Godwin. Yeah. Mike Evans is not – like, Mike Evans is good. 
but he yeah. is going to be shut down against the Rams. I mean, they're going to lock him down. He may have two catches for 24 yards type stuff. Like I think Rams are just going to tell him all game. Yeah, <laughs> and so if if Mike Evans is shut down, who's going to be that guy? I'm going I'm going the Rams, man. I'm going 27-21. You had 24-21 Tampa Bay. I'm going 27-21. Yep. The Rams will get it done uh, just because, you know, Tom Brady doesn't have that same help as he needs to beat this talented team. So Rams 27-21, which only means and leads to Sunday night's game, yes, Buffalo, sir. Kansas City, the Bills and the Chiefs, Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Man, give me your early thoughts on that matchup there. I mean, that's it couldn't have worked out better as far as just a Sunday night primetime game between, you know, two juggernauts coming in, especially the way that they're they're playing lately. Josh Allen, I mean, I, we talked about how good he played last week. I, good doesn't even begin to cover it. That was like a historically great game that the Bills put on last week offensively. I mean, they had like no negative, what was it, seven drives, all touchdowns. They had like yeah. no penalties, no turnovers. I mean, they just – and that was against a top five Patriots defense coached by Bill Belichick in the playoffs, man. I mean, <laughs> put it to put it this way, with the ceiling of the Bills is so dang high. Like if they play like that, they'll beat I don't, I don't care who it is. Like there's nobody that can beat them. I really think that, especially if they actually have a run game. They actually get a little bit of a semblance yeah. of a run game going lately. Allen's been running, you know, a little bit and, and they actually got some production out of the running backs. Like, <laughs> man, that's just if they actually have gotten that figured out at, you know, about time, right? Finally, come playoff time, they finally got like a complete offense rolling, and we know how good that defense is. And oh gosh, I mean, it, they're just <laughs> they're just so good everywhere. But so are the Chiefs, right? I mean, so are the Chiefs. You know, we we know about what they could do in the air. I and mean, Mahomes is—he's Patrick Mahomes. We we know we know what him and Andy Reid and that offense are able to do. And we know how good their—you should know how good their defense has been. You know, to kind of close out the stretch of the year, defense has stepped up massively over what they were. I mean, they were a terrible defense the first half of the season, right? And they really turned it around and kind of turned it to a complete team as well. I mean, that's this is this is a juggernaut matchup, it really is. And I, and I think there's a really good shot here. Wins this is probably going to the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. we're seeing like an early championship game here, and yeah, it's going to be a good one. I don't know. What, what do you think? I mean, it's it's going to be close. Man, it's definitely going to be close for sure. I, this is the one game I struggle with the most as far as prediction goes. Um, mm-hmm. And I mentioned Cincinnati, Tennessee was right there too. But Kansas City, Buffalo is a game that's as close as it gets. I mean, you have two high powered offenses, two amazing defenses. You know, you mentioned about the Bills scoring on each of the first seven drives against the Patriots. They're, they became the first Crazy. NFL team to finish a playoff game with no punts field goals or turnovers like that's insane man they didn't punt against no field goals, Bill Belichick's tur- against, defense man yeah like and in the in the what third time he saw them too you know so it's not like okay we haven't we don't have a clue what they're gonna do like we see them twice a year and we got a chance to yeah. see them twice before that matchup and so and man Buffalo dominated this first matchup against Kansas City I mean Emmanuel yeah, Sanders did. had Two touchdowns on three catches. I benched him in fantasy anyway, but I lost that week. Anyway, but but man, when Josh Allen plays, it's funny because I really think this game is going to come down. And it's, I know it's a cliche, but to the quarterbacks. And when I say that, it's because which quarterback just just plays the game and doesn't yep. look home run? Hey, just take that single, take that double. You know, what I'm saying like just get on base. Just don't you know just kind of use a baseball reference. Don't look for home runs. Like you don't need that fifty yard bomb. Like just 
run the ball, get seven yards, get out of bounds, you know, dump it off to your running backs, let them have eight, nine catches or whatever. And that's what Josh Allen has done well, and that's what Mahomes has done well. Like That's what Kansas City started to take off when, you know, everybody wrote them off, including myself. But these two quarterbacks, which they're still young, and, you know, you know, obviously all the hype and praise and, you know, social media that goes on with, you know, the big play and the, the highlight reels and all this stuff. But I think these QBs are learning, hey, just take what they give us. You know, let's make this instead of second and 10 because I threw the ball 45 yards down the field to Tyreek Hill. Let me just dump it down, you know, to to Byron Pringle and just get seven yards. And now it's second and three, yeah. and we can keep this drive alive and not play behind the chain. So I think it's going to come down between, uh, you know, which one of these QBs just plays the game and kind of be more of a manager than somebody who has to be a game breaker. Okay. And with that said, I mean, if you have to pick one, then you say it's, you know, it's the toughest game you think you've had to predict. What, what did you settle on? Who, who's going to take this one? All right. So in the first matchup, Kansas City had four turnovers, man. Four. Yep. You know, Mahomes yep. had two picks, a fumble, and Pringle had another fumble. And that's been the downfall for both of these guys. And Kansas City, they just got mollywopped in that first matchup. <laughs> I still can't go against Patrick Mahomes, man. I'm going Kansas City uh. <laughs> to win this game 30-27. to 27. Um, I don't know, man. I went back and forth on this. This is the one I struggle with the most, but I couldn't settle on Buffalo getting the W. Now, I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked at all. And I kind of feel like this could be mm-hmm. Buffalo's year. But, man, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm going Kansas City and Arrowhead to, to, to squeal it out by three. And, and yeah, like you said, it can definitely happen. I, I'm kind of, I'm going to roll the other way. I'm going to go against you. I'm rolling with the Buffalo Bills, man. I, I'm riding the wagon. I, like you said, I, I think it kind of explains my thoughts. Well, I think this could be the year I really do, especially if they found the run game, if they can keep that going. I mean, the Bills can just beat you in so many ways right mm-hmm. now. Like that we know about the, you know, through the air with Allen and Diggs and what they can do. And if they got a run game going now too, to go along with that, you know, they're a really well coached team. Their defense is very fundamentally sound. Like they, like you said, they they tore up the Chiefs in that first game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it, just that was, that was week five too, though. That was week five. It was, it been was a week long five. Time ago. A long time ago. That was before the Chiefs really caught fire. It was also before the Bills, you know, got their run game going a little bit too. So, but I'm rolling with the Bills. I'm all in on on the wagon this year. I just like I said, they look they look really good, and they can beat you that really anyway. And their defense is really stout too i know the chiefs have figured it out but it's at least on paper right like they're the bills are just so complete everywhere and and i'm rolling with that i think i think josh allen continues off the hot streak he had last week i'm not saying he's gonna have seven drives no i mean that was incredible mm-hmm. right? but <laughs> all touchdowns no turnovers none of that but i think they're gonna keep that thing rolling and i i'm going with the bills i'm like a mm. Hmm. Like a 34, 35, 34-31 game. Like, I okay. think it's going to be really close. Yeah. But I, I've got the Bills coming in here and getting it done. So, man, as we get ready to recap each one of our picks, man, I'm just going to say this. With Kansas City, yes, they lost 38-20. to But since then, since week five, when they lost to Buffalo, they've only lost two games. Oh, yeah. No. Dude, they're 11-2. and two. They're 11-2 and two since that game. So, yeah. Kansas City on my end to win that game. Uh, you had Cincinnati. I have Tennessee. 
you have Tampa Bay, I have the Rams, mm-hmm. we both have Green Bay, <laughs> and as we mentioned, you got Buffalo, I got Kansas City. So, man, we're pretty opposite on our predictions. We'll it was just uh, how good these games are. These games are good. The wild card round was a dud. This divisional round, I don't think will be that at all. So, uh, dude, I'm super excited to get this weekend kicked off and see uh, how right we are in our predictions and our analysis as well. Yes, sir. Like, like you said, last week was a dead. I'm just hoping, hoping we get some good games, and I think we should. I mean, there's no reason these it shouldn't be an awesome weekend of playoff games. And yeah, I'm, I'm pumped, man. For more content, subscribe to Corey Bradley Sports. Once you search Corey Bradley Sports, you will see the Sweet Spot logo. And after you subscribe, you will receive notification anytime new content is uploaded. The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts as well. And always remember, there's nothing better than being in the Sweet Spot.